0: Welcome to the 237th episode of the So Video Games Podcast, where we talk about any game at all, including new stuff, old stuff, and anything in between. If we are playing it, we'll be talking about it. Today, we are recording on June 16th, 2021. My name is Brad Galloway. I am the editor of GameCritics.com and 50% of this here show with me is the man who puts the flex inflexible, Carlos Rodella?
1: I don't know if that's true because I have back pain.
0: (laughs) Well, it was true tonight in a
1: theoretical sense. Oh, I get it.
0: Was it talking about you physically? Because I actually don't know how far you can bend over. It's never been the thing I've found out.
1: The answer is not very far, and it is all bad news. Kids, don't get older, all right? Don't get older. So, yes, I was flexible in the schedule. We're recording a little bit later than usual is what you meant
0: exactly so i had a crazy day i we meant to record at our usual time and then uh, i just had like one fire pop up after another not literal fire but you know uh, you know rhetorical not rhetorical what am i saying allegorical no that's not right.
1: fake fires fake
0: fire no what is the word i <laughs>
1: um It is been... fake fire i think you're looking yeah, for fake fire
0: everybody knows what i'm talking about boy i am i'm ready to cash in for tonight i gotta tell you it's been a long day a oh we got a long
1: work. show you better <laughs> prepare yourself <laughs>
0: I had to I had to take care of a lot of things and the day just kept getting away and I I kept texting you being like dude, can we bump it? Can we bump it a little further? Can we bump it a little further? Can we bump it a little further? So thank you very much for being flexible. I really appreciate it. Flexible in in that conceptual sense. I, if yes. your back is really stiff and you can't bend over, I apologize. Oh, it sounds terrible. I have so many
1: back problems. Yeah, but yeah, well, I sucks. am flexible with the scheduling.
0: There we go. Okay, folks. Uh, You may know, or maybe you don't know, but today is, I guess, basically the end of E3, or maybe it ended yesterday, I don't know exactly how the timeline of that went, but this is our pretty close to, on top of things, E3 show. It'll be a couple days out by the time you hear this, but we are basically recording now that things are just just about died out, the embers are cooling off, uh, the last little dribs and drabs are coming through, so we are going to be talking about... The games of E3. Carlos has a whole list of stuff. The events, the people, the uh, the craziness, all that stuff. We're going to be talking about that. We're going to get to that. We're going to talk to... or We're not going to talk to anybody. We're going to talk to nobody. Oh, we we're have a talk- guest? We have another we guest? Have
1: no- <laughs> oh, <laughs> I didn't know god. that.
0: This is what happens... Oh my god, when that's off the rails. Oh, it's
1: it's off the guys, rails already. This
0: is what happens when we try to record after I've had a long day. I want to preemptively apologize to literally everyone listening to the show. Oh, because geez. I do not feel like I'm at the top of my game right now, but we are going to... Do the best we can because the show must go on, right? So we're going to do the yeah, best we
1: can. Yeah, but hold on one second. I think we've never done a show after we've both eaten, right? <sighs> it's trouble. We, we it's both trouble. had dinner.
0: I just had, yes. I mean, that was the thing, right? Like, I was busy doing all sorts of stuff. I was, like, jamming home as quick as I could, fighting Seattle traffic. I was, like, shoveling food in my mouth because I didn't want to do the show on an empty stomach because I haven't eaten anything since breakfast, and it's, like, 7 p.m. right now. So I'm like, I got to eat, but oh, man, it's like the carbs are hitting me, bro. The carbs yeah. are hitting.
1: It's just going to be like halfway through the show. We're just going to be quiet for a while <laughs> and just like in rest mode.
0: We're going to just mutually doze off and people are not going to hear. It's going to be like, like 45 minutes of just like quiet breathing. <laughs> yeah, the
1: episode was three hours long. Oh, did they talk about E3 stuff? Well, for a while, and then they just didn't do a lot of anything.
0: I encourage everyone listening to nap along with us as we do it on this show. Get a little quick rest, a little kip, feel better Shit. when you wake up, wake up just in time for the end of the show, just well, like let's we get into
1: it. Be- let's get into it before we fall asleep.
0: I know, we're running out of juice already. All right, folks, uh, just a little bit of housekeeping, and then we're going to dive right into E3. Carlos is going to lead off tonight, as he usually does. Carlos, what is up with your side of the house, my friend?
1: Well, my side of the house really is full of E3, but a couple really quick things that I mentioned at the top. First off, because it's my favorite game of the world, which is my new classification.
0: Of the world,
1: Yes, uh, Elix 2 oh, man. had a trailer and showed gameplay and it's going to be out and we're all speculating it's this year. So I'm very excited.
0: I am extremely excited. We need to just pause for a moment and just give props to Elix, which is E-L-E-X for people who don't know. This game, I mean, basically, <clears throat> excuse me, the epitome of Eurojank, but I say that in a loving way praising way because you know despite the fact that it has the word jank in its title i think there's a lot to really like about the whole genre of euro i mean european developers have a very different sensibility than western or japanese developers they keep a guess they have lots of interesting ideas and maybe sometimes they what's the phrase their reach exceeds their grasp i think is the proper phrase mm. so they shoot for the stars maybe they don't hit it but they always deliver something that's interesting um and if you don't mind a little hiccups and bugs You can have some really fucking good times. And Elex, I think, I'm sure you would agree, is basically like the epitome of that, where it's definitely easy to see that the team is going for like a home run. I feel like they basically did it, but the ball kind of bounced off a few things along the way. It's a little rough, but man, it just it's such an awesome game. Like I just I loved every minute of it.
1: Yeah, I just love the mixing of genres. Uh, the sci-fi and fantasy is like mixed together perfectly, and you also have a jetpack, which is really cool. Yeah, um, I I just take the word jank out of it from now on because no, I just like. No, you can't, dude. You can't. It's well, be that. I can. I can do whatever I want. Oh I just, shit! I just did it. Exercising did
0: it. our rights here on the show.
1: <laughs> no, but I just think of it as like really weird, almost like double A indie RPGs, um, and a lot of them are action based, which I love. And we could name them, and that'll be another podcast. But Elix, besides of the, like, it's really cool genre, and um, just I think I really liked how the branching paths worked, and you really felt like you were making choices in the world, which I always love. And in general, um, it had some, yeah, like, the combat wasn't the best. But this is a reason I bring it up, is the developers said they are actually reworked the entire combat system. Oh, wow. So it's a brand new combat system. The graphics are better. I've already seen screenshots and gameplay. Just real quick announcement. And yes, uh, people, please go back and pl- try Elix. But Elix 2, I've been waiting for as soon as the ending of Elix happened without spoiling it, which is not a word. Um, when I finish Elix, something really big happens. And I don't know if you remember this, but something massive happens. And you immediately want to play the next game. And then I had to wait for how many years it's been. So yeah, okay. I'm excited. Well, yeah. folks, take this
0: take this from me. Take this from Carlos. We don't often agree 100% on a game, but I think this is one of the rare no. times when we both 100% agree. Elex, yeah. number one is awesome. I couldn't be more hyped. So please put Elex2, E-L-E-X2, on your radar and if you're in the mood for a giant Eurojank RPG third person, I mean, it's good. It's good stuff.
1: Yeah. Go really check good. out
0: Elix. You can probably get it for like 10 bucks or something. And it's on it's all the platforms. It's probably cheap now. Yeah, yeah.
1: Super cheap. Go check it out. Uh, go check it out. Also, another real quick thing. A friend of the show, a friend of mine, Nate, from, um, well, he did Cosmicoria, which I always bring up. But also, he works at uh, this place called Blue Wizard Digital. And they just put a demo out for Nuke Zone, which is Tron meets, like, Tank. Like old school Atari tank, you okay. know, or like yeah. old, old school, I, yeah, or just tank combat games in general, but like really cool, like, um, you know, synth music and Tron looking like graphics, and it looks like super fun and weird. So, go check out Nuke Zone, uh, it's on Steam. There's a demo out right now. Uh, I'm gonna try it out after this podcast, so uh, check that out. Excellent. And then the other last thing I was gonna say is that on the Geeked Week, which was a, a series that they did before E3. Uh, about like a lot of different shows that were coming out on Netflix, etc. They showed a huge trailer. Well, no, they didn't show a huge trailer. They showed a short trailer for the new Witcher series.
0: Oh yes, yes, yes.
1: So I'm very excited about that. Just put that on people's radar. If you've never seen the original series, what's wrong with you? Go watch it. It's very, very good. And the new series, they didn't. I don't think it had a release date, but um, it was really cool to see that again
0: very much looking
1: forward to that very much looking forward to
0: that and just a quick shout out before we go uh with the rest of the show here i've been watching 30 coins on hbo have you heard of this or seen it
1: yeah every time i think i'm about to start watching it it's subtitled right
0: yes it is it's a spanish production
1: yeah so i think sometimes i mean i watch subtitle stuff all the time but sometimes it's you know late at night I'm, i'm flicking through the internet uh streaming services, you're right. It's hard to do podcasting <laughs> right now. So you're, you're um, skimming
0: porn at night and then what?
1: Yeah. And then I go, I'm like, ah, I should be done with this. And I'll go over to Netflix <laughs> and look at something else. And then, yeah, I, I'm just too tired for the subtitles sometimes. But it's supposed to be really good. Pro tip,
0: watch it yeah. earlier in the day. Give Got that it. a shot.
1: I'll do that. Okay. I'll do that.
0: <laughs> for those who don't know, I just started watching this uh, a couple days ago. It's from HBO Spain. Uh, basically, I'm not going to give away the whole thing, but basically – uh, it is a story about a small town on the outskirts of Spain. It's a little bit remote and some weird ass shit is happening inside this town. It's just crazy. It, it's, it's strange because it's a lot of it just like talking and they're showing the town and the people are relating and it's good. Like it's good. It's fine, right? It's all good. But then you're, you get into this comfortable zone and then out of nowhere, something will happen that just fucking wrecks you like it's so creepy or scary It takes Mm. such a hard left turn into, like, Fright Zone for just, like, a second or two. And then it goes back to, like, the normal part. And that in itself is a hard trick to pull off. And they have pulled it off consistently, like, in every episode. I think it's eight episodes uh, total. I'm just—I'm so impressed that they get me, like, every single time where— And it's not a jump scare. It's just, like, something really, really unsettling happens. Or something incredibly strange and, and disturbing happens. Um, So that happens, but also there's this underlying story which has to do with um, the fundamentals of Catholicism. I'm not a religious guy. Um, I used to be Catholic because my mom is Catholic and she dragged me to church. I'm I'm done with that stuff. I'm not really a religious person. But a lot of the stuff that they talk about in the show is just really looking at Catholicism in a very different way. And it's super interesting, even if you're not a Catholic or never have been one. Just the way they're approaching how they view religion in the context of horror, in the context of Spain specifically very interesting shit great performances Mm. i'm really really digging it so i yeah big thumbs up
1: that might have been the other reason i didn't watch it in the evening because it was maybe like even too creepy for evening viewing
0: but oh yeah it could be could be so uh
1: so people check that out also uh before i forget um nope i forgot (laughs) okay you missed that window no problem Wow, yeah. it's it's called getting older and doing podcasting at night, but those don't mix really well. Yeah, I and we haven't had a drink, people. Like It's not like we're drunk or anything.
0: Not at all. I mean, I had some water. That's about it. So, All right, that is it for the opening ceremonies. Let's get right to the main event. Um, Carlos is going to lead us off with E3. And also, I feel like I need to apologize. I ate some like really spicy food before I got this podcast, and I am like... I'm kind of choking and I'm dying a little bit. Oh no! Jeez, I I know. I'm sorry. Like, but if you hear me like like coughing or something, like just please ignore it and pretend like you didn't hear it. Because I'm I'm sipping water when Carlos is talking. I'm trying to wash all the spice down. It was delicious. But it's it's you know, you don't eat something super spicy right before you record mess it messing no. with your voice box.
1: So let's just set up all the things we shouldn't do before you start a podcast I know, and then like do one.
0: The perfect and, storm of like the worst podcast recording
1: ever. By the way, I just remembered what I was gonna say, which was a shameless plug that I just launched my new show called A Lot of Things Tonight, and you should check it out on YouTube, youtube.com slash a lot of things. Thank you very much. Okay. Let's, all right. let's do E3. E three.
0: Okay, E three happened. Um all sorts of stuff happened, uh, lots of shows, lots of reveals lots of trailers all that stuff also i guess since you just did a shameless plug i mean i i talked about last episode that i was doing the microsoft bethesda show i yeah. uh, hope anybody who was listening caught me on there i did that um i'm going to be doing two more things for microsoft so if you want to see your boy in action i'm going to be doing a roundtable discussion for microsoft that's going to be airing for me it's tomorrow um for people listening to this podcast it was yesterday it's coming out on thursday um, some really interesting stuff on that. And then I'm going to be doing one more top secret thing, which I can't talk about. So if you do want to see yours truly in action on the main stage in the big, the big hoopla with Microsoft, I will be tweeting those out. So follow me on Twitter. I'll share those links when they become available publicly and uh, you can catch me there.
1: Cool. Um, it was, it was fun to watch you doing the sign language.
0: Oh, thanks. Yeah. It's uh, it's, I enjoy doing it. It's a, it's a cool, fun thing. I am happy to be a part of E3 in some way, even if I'm not on the floor, you know, like getting through it with people or with the journalists and stuff. I mean, it's kind of a different world now, but,
1: uh, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Fun to do fun to do anyway. Okay. Carlos E three happened. Uh, I guess, I don't know. I don't take us through it. What happened?
1: Yeah. So I have everything listed on my notes by like event and I'm not going to go through every single thing, which is crazy Is this, this year. And even last year, more and more like IGNs and, uh, different, you know, gaming companies and just random YouTube channels will do like a whole special. And a lot of those channels will get, like, exclusives. You know, they'll get, like, an independent game or, like, many ind- independent games as exclusive trailers. Yes. So yes. in order to actually watch everything, you have to, like, yeah, never leave your computer. So I did a little bit of that for us. So you, don't, you know, can thank I me very, later. I very, very
0: much appreciate it. Thank you for your, yes. for your service, sir.
1: Uh, one of the things, there was a thing called Tribeca Game Spotlight. Um, again, many games. We're not going to go through all of them. But just one game I wanted to highlight was Kina which a lot of people have been talking about being excited for. Is that
0: K-E-N-A?
1: Yeah. I, am I saying it right? I don't
0: know. I don't know, but that's the the girl third-person action platformer. Is that the one?
1: Yeah, it's by Ember Lab, and it's an action-adventure game, you know, very much like all those third-person run-around uh, get stuff, you know, Ratchet & Clank style, whatever. But it's not really like those because it has a little bit of, um, what's it called, Pikmin in it, uh, similar to the game I just played. What was the game I just played? That had Pikmin in it. I don't
0: know.
1: I can't remember. Was it Pikmin? Uh, no. Remember, I just mentioned on the show, Wild at Heart or something. The Wild oh, Heart. Oh, the Wild. Wild
0: at, is that it? The, the Wild, Wild, Wild at Heart, Heart. yes. Okay. Yeah,
1: yeah, So it's similar to that. There's like these little creatures that you meet, uh that Kina meets, and you can control them, and they do different things for puzzles, etc. But the whole idea, I bring it up, is because they did. They showed 12 minutes of footage, and on top of that, I learned that the company, the developers, actually just worked on CG, like they were just like people who made really cool graphics oh before gar- they started
0: making this game
1: yeah 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 and they're like why don't we do a game wow so that's an interesting way uh, you know I don't think I've heard that before that story where it's like we're just making really cool visual stuff let's make a game and so that's something I learned from the Treybecca Game Spotlight
0: interesting i wonder how big of a leap it is to go from just graphics and animation to graphics animation and physics and gameplay
1: well, I mean, yeah, depending on what kind of gameplay you put in it, probably yeah. a lot. Um, so, anyway, check that game out. I, the, you know, the, the footage is up on YouTube, so go watch it. Um, this next show I just bring up for only one game, but and yes, it sounds weird, but I'm just gonna say it like it's called. It was uh, the, the event was called Cock Prime Time. <laughs> it's, I'm sorry, K O C H, right? Yep, that's what it is. All right, and even you're... the announcer who was like like presenting it, he was like, "I'm sorry." <laughs> He's like, I'm sorry. See what it's called. I apologize preemptively. I bring it up because there's there's many games in there, but the only game I care about, which I think I've alluded to on this show before, King's Bounty Two. King's
0: Bounty Two, yes. That is a is that a turn based strategy?
1: Yeah, it is like Heroes of Might and Magic, right? Remember those games? I My never played those. Games? Is it a try they what? you're
0: you're there? PC, man. PC. I didn't have a PC to play I games know, on. No,
1: but they even played, the, they ported those to everything, Heroes of Might and Magic. It how, was just a, how dare you?
0: I have never had an experience with Heroes of Might and Magic.
1: Not really. Wow. Not really. Wow. How many episodes have we done of this podcast and I don't know this? Oh, Anyways. Man. Anyway. Okay, King's Bounty 2, very excited about. It's like Heroes of Might and Magic, you know, uh, strategy-ish, like turn-based Um uh, not an RPG. It's just more of like a like strategy tactics, game.
0: tactics sort of thing? Like yeah, the tactics. X-com yeah. Sort of, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Very much like that.
1: Yeah. All right. Um, and yeah, there's definitely like upgrading and, and RPG elements, but it's more about like these really cool commanding of your troops on these battlefields. Um, anyways, it's August, I think. I think it's coming out this year, That's August. pretty soon. Pretty soon. Yes. So very excited about that. I'm glad I watched the cock prime time <laughs> to learn <laughs> about it. And
0: they that. are, correct me if I'm wrong, but they are the company, that's like the parent company who bought deep silver after deep silver bought a bunch of other developers and games right so they're kind of no like the, i believe that's who they are
1: okay i believe from you. germany uh gearbox showed some stuff off and all they wrote down was borderlands movie because everything else i didn't seem to care about is there i i'm not a big fan of, of gearbox uh yeah they're making a movie oh no, i did not know that yeah, and they showed like some kind of behind the scenes, and that was really a like what they spent a lot of time on is mm-hmm. showing the movie stuff. So if you're interested in a Borderlands movie, type in YouTube Gearbox Borderlands movie. You'll probably find some footage uh, of them talking. Interesting. About it. I am not a big.
0: I, I actually don't like Borderlands. I don't think it's um, very fun for me. I know it has a lot of fans, uh, but that has never kept my attention. Maybe I would like a movie more, perhaps. I don't know. Maybe you what? Maybe I will. Uh,
1: that's all I'm mentioning your Gearbox for, And then also, real quickly, Ubisoft. I know I'm going to say real quickly. It's one of the bigger shows, but uh, nothing really caught my attention. And by the way, during these bigger ones, now Ubisoft, Xbox, if I miss something, just you know, tell me to shut up and tell me about it. Uh, Riders Republic, I'm actually really excited about. I've been for a while. Uh, that was mentioned at Ubisoft's event. You, you know about that, right? It's I just racing. don't
0: understand how they're going to make a game out of a bunch of people sitting in a coffee shop banging on their laptops, maybe, like, you get the DLC, you get a typewriter. I mean, crafting these stories. I mean, coming up with creative writing is fine, but I just don't think it's good material for a game, dude.
1: Wait, are you doing a joke? I might be. Is it <laughs> I funny? Don't I don't know. No, because I don't get it. What's <laughs> happening?
0: Writers Republic, W-R-I-T-E-R-S. Oh, I said I said writers, though. Okay. Yeah, it's like a phonetic kind of a wow. homonym joke. Yeah. So, not, not my best work. Not my best work.
1: No, but it's also evening, and I don't think I can get jokes in the evening either.
0: <laughs> all right, Note to self: cancel jokes.
1: Okay, <laughs> cancel jokes. Rider, R I D E R. Republic. Um, you know, it's just extreme S S X type style stuff. But the like the the mountain biking and all that kind of stuff looks really fun. And it was funny because the whole time they're like, "Play with a thousand people," and I'm like, "You know, I'm playing this one player. Like, I'm just gonna do the campaign." <laughs> And, like, have a lot of fun going down all these crazy mountains. So, hang on so, a second. Do
0: people even know what SSX is anymore? Because it's been a hot
1: minute since that was a thing. You're right. Extreme sports. Just extreme sports. Like snowboarding.
0: Sports I launched a really quick trailer. So, this is, like, correct me if I'm wrong. It's snowboarding. But it's also, like, wingsuiting. And, like, like what, what other stuff is in this game?
1: Oh, I didn't, like, pay attention or anything. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, just crazy extreme things. Anything Biking, that's I, extreme. Yeah, and I really the, like the, they showed the snowboarding and diff- doing different things on snow. But, like, I really like the biking. The biking all looked really cool. It looked insane first person because you can switch to first person, I guess. And just the whole thing in general looked, like, really, really fun. If you're a multiplayer person, I'm sure you'll have fun with other people. I will play with Lelena, a uh, friend of the show, because she was, like, called me out on Twitter. Well, you will, you'll play with me. We'll, we'll ride bikes. I'm like, okay, I will. But in general, I'll be playing this one player and be, like, just having fun. Cool uh rainbow siege i i don't care about that stuff but um and you maybe you do but i don't i like that they they showed like a cartoon and it had uh a narrative about native americans and i was like
0: how what was the context of that
1: i don't know i probably wasn't listening but i, I was like I
0: love, I love that you call these things out and like you don't even know what they <laughs> were about
1: dude <laughs> well no i do enough homework to mention it <laughs> and and then also, it there were Native Americans in it, and I was like doing something else. It, I wasn't caring about Rainbow Siege, but I looked over the corner of my eye, and I was like, oh, that's a Native American. I don't see them in game shows. I would have assumed you way. would have
0: paid attention and like tuned in to see what it was all about. But it wouldn't matter because it's Rainbow Siege. Yeah, true. You
1: know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? See yeah, you know I'm saying? I hear you. I hear you. It was like, here's a new third-person game with a Native American. I'm all in, baby. Um <laughs> A couple of real quick other hits, and then you can tell me if I missed anything. Uh Mythic Quest, which is a great show that everybody should be watching. Uh, Ubisoft helps produce that show. They were just mentioning it, so I'm mentioning it here. If you've not seen it, you're insane. If you like video games or just drama or Silicon Valley, um, watch Mythic Quest. And you haven't seen it yet, have
0: you? I have never seen it. The PR PR person was trying to sell me so hard on watching the show.
1: you don't need any PR person for this show. I Brad was just, Galloway. I
0: mean I, I just was like I don't
1: I I don't know. I just was in a mood
0: where I know, I know but was listen bad. to me.
1: I mean yeah. I know we don't always agree but listen to me. Literally that show could never have any PR. It's it's half of the some of the people it's always sunny in Philadelphia. It feels like Silicon Valley. I'm not sure if you like that
0: I've show. I've never seen either of those shows. What the fuck who are you? <laughs>
1: I'm learning so much I am the
0: guy that doesn't watch your shows. That is who I am. (laughs) Okay.
1: I think I'm like a different abstract comedy guy than you are, though, too. Probably. Probably a safe bet. Anyways, uh, it's a great show. Watch it, Um, including Brett Galloway. Also, they mentioned Werewolves Within, which is a movie they're producing, and I really, really want to see it. It looks really funny, and they made fun of themselves because it's based on like a game they, I guess published at some point and no one played it
0: yeah it was a vr game when psvr first came out and like literally no (laughs) one played it It just like yeah 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 Yeah.
1: so the trailer's like movie based on a game that no one's played and they like they took the piss out of themselves that's really cool all right
0: all right
1: and they, they also said some blood dragon dlc's coming i don't know what that that was i didn't again take too many notes but i like blood dragon
0: i i i have it i have never played blood dragon i need to get to it it's on my list my son really likes it he thought
1: it was great Super fun. So, anything else? Did you see anything else in Ubisoft? That was the only thing I wrote down.
0: No, the most, the only way that I know what happened in Ubisoft is reading your notes. I didn't actually watch anything oh, shit. from anything okay. from the show. I mean, just full disclosure, folks. I've been like real fucking busy. I've been doing shit with Microsoft. I've been doing stuff with my family. I got eight chickens in my backyard. I'm doing stuff with the chickens. I like, I. It's kind of a joke how little time I had for E3. And to be perfectly honest with you, I'm really glad that this is the E3 show because I had. Fuck all games to bring to the show because I haven't played fuck all this week. So right, it's like I've right, right, right. had yeah. like zero time.
1: Well, weirdly enough, I have all the time right now because all I'm doing is producing uh, a lot of things tonight. And you can watch that on youtube.com slash a lot of things. Uh, and that's all I'm doing or playing video games. So uh, here's a couple of other notes then for you, Brad Galloway. I'm ready. I'm ready. Listening audience. Um, I only have two things from Square Enix and then we'll hit one of the big shows because right. everybody's waiting. Square Enix Guardians of the Galaxy looks phenomenal. Now,
0: wait a minute. I didn't watch this trailer. Is this based off of their Avengers engine, or is this a completely different thing?
1: No, no, completely different thing. Okay, so not related to the Avengers at all. No, no, it plays more like, um, I want to say like a Final Fantasy, or what's the other game I'm trying to think of, where you issue commands to your party when you're doing combat. And then you control one character. So oh, okay, okay, gotcha. I guess kind of like Final like a Fantasy Persona or, too.
0: Kind of does that as well.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you play a Star Lord, and you you know you can't be other characters, but uh, they all are so well voice acted. It, I mean, they showed so much footage in Square Enix's uh, conference. I mean, like everything. You like the game's ready, and it's this year. It's coming out in, like in October or something. So they kept it quiet. I'd never heard about it. We've never talked about it in the show, and all of a sudden it's just ready for release, like this fall. Um, and anyways, the other thing is that it just seems like the graphics are amazing and it seems really fun and capturing the whole essence of the movie and the characters. And I've just been recently, um, going back through all the Marvel movies on a separate podcast that my friend does. And we just finished watching the guardians movie, uh, in order, you know, we're watching all the movies and it's, it's a great movie and it holds up. So this is awesome. It's a really, really fun looking game.
0: Excellent. Okay, cool.
1: And then the other thing I meant to wrote down is the whole debacle with Stranger of Paradise. Oh, God.
0: What a shit show. Oh, my God. Which,
1: which for anybody listening who didn't know, it's a demo. They really, they showed a trailer that was pretty god-awful and bad dubbing and just like, what is this game? And it came out of nowhere also, right? No one had ever heard about exactly. this. Exactly. Like Zero hype. Pre-show. Yeah. Final Fantasy World, like supposedly an Origins game before the original Final Fantasy, and then the demo was supposed to drop like at, at E3, and it did, and it was corrupt, and no one could play it.
0: And then they fixed it, and it was still corrupted.
1: Yeah, and then they fixed it for real, and now I've played it. Now both of us have played it.
0: I played right. it this afternoon. You played yeah. it as well?
1: Yeah, yeah, I played it. Uh, almost to the end of it, yeah.
0: Oh, man. So, I mean, uh, do you want to give your thoughts first, or should I give my thoughts first?
1: Yeah, give, me, give your thoughts first. I've been talking.
0: I mean, okay, so i'm not okay full disclosure i'm not the highest person on on square enix right now i think i've kind of fallen off of their output lately i'm not super into the modern final fantasy stuff um i really don't care for their aesthetic i don't like kingdom hearts so i think they're kind of losing me as a player right like i'm just not down with their stuff lately um but i did give this a try downloaded it once it was fixed like the third time wasn't corrupted anymore and and the other half of the development team besides square enix is team ninja who, in general, I don't like, but I do like Neo. Neo is the only thing Team Ninja does that I think is great. Mm-hmm. Uh, the rest of their stuff can just get in the bin. But I do love Neo. Like It's it's great stuff. So this game, I didn't know anything about it, but basically you play a team. Well, you play one character, but he's with two bros. It's got a lot of real bro energy happening, oh, which yeah. I just am not a fan of. It's these three angry guys show up at a castle, and they say that famous line of, like, we're here to kill chaos.
1: Yeah, dude, where's um, chaos? We we were here for man. Yeah,
0: it's just it's kind of embarrassing. <laughs> uh, you get inside the castle, and it's uh it's it feels basically like a modified Neo engine, where it's real time combat. Um, it feels simplified in some ways. It feels cleaned up some ways. Uh, I don't I don't want to say that it's a better engine than what Neo does because I think it does something slightly differently. Um, but you know, you run around. They teach you a couple combos. You're in his castle uh, whacking elves and. Uh, fireballs, monsters, and all this other stuff. Uh, And they just kind of teach us some moves. I mean, I got to be honest with you, dude. I I didn't like the aesthetic uh, at all. I didn't like the bro energy. I didn't like the way that the characters looked. Um, I think the graphics, uh, the the setting was kind of boring looking. And the combat uh, is kind of dull. Like, I felt like it was a little bit too straightforward and simple. I mean, obviously there's a giant skill tree, so that will change as you play the game. Level up, change your skills. I get it. So I get it. But as I was just playing it like I wasn't even interested enough to finish the demo. I got about maybe halfway through the demo and I'm like, "Okay, I'm good. Like I've seen yeah. what I need to see and I bounced. So, I it did not it did not click with me.
1: It's super corny. It's super corny. Um the first thing I noticed by the way when you started the demo, it's like a fidelity mode or performance mode? So I pick, like, you know, fidelity for highest graphics. And you're, like, in this uh, wheat field, like, doing the, d- the tutorial. Ugh. And you can't even, like, see your character. Like, the like the art is so bad.
0: Oh, dude. I got I thought it was a glitch. I was, yeah, like you said, you start the demo in a wheat field. I couldn't figure out what to do because you're supposed <laughs> to click, a like, a ball of energy that is yellow, that is the color of wheat, and you are in a fucking wheat field. And I couldn't yeah. see the ball. And it's I was, so like, dumb. I was just about to jump on Twitter and rant. I'm like, okay, it's got to be fixed. It's got to be fixed. And then i I walked my character through the ball, and then all of a sudden, I saw a prompt pop up, and I'm like, oh my god, who who thought this was a good fucking idea? This is ridiculous.
1: And it makes it's like your first impression, right? Terrible it's just like first impression. Bad graphics, and you can't see what you're doing. Yes. But anyways, and when you finally get into the castle, it's like super dark, mm-hmm. and like I tried to change the lighting, and I was like, no, no, no it's it's just that's that way. It's just dark. So yeah. The other reason I'm not gonna ever play is because it's like a Souls like game. So it's immediately as soon as I found my first like campfire, you know, or whatever. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was yeah. like, oh, yeah, all the enemies are going to come back and I'm not going to play a Final Fantasy Souls game ever. So and then on top of that, I did go through it just for like, you know, uh, say that I did. And at some point you do pick like uh, different stances or essentially different classes. Yeah, different job so you can classes. be yeah. more of like an actual wizardy type person and shoot spells. Um, But that just felt clunky. Like all of it felt clunky. I never I felt OK at combat, but it just felt boring. And, uh, it, sh- it shouldn't exist. So, uh, I mean, <laughs> no, not a fan,
0: not a fan. I mean, for me, the aesthetics was the biggest thing. I just couldn't get over just like the whole premise of it. And I read an interview with, um, the writer, I forget the writer's name, but, uh, they were like, Oh, you know, I really am interested in exploring the story of, uh, of an angry man. And I'm like, dude. <laughs> we've been covering angry men in video games for like 30 fucking years. Like I think we can maybe cover something else at this
1: point. Yeah. And angry white men in every other like medium. So,
0: I mean, I honestly,
1: I played this about
0: halfway and all it made me feel like is it made me want to go back to finish the Neo DLC is what it made me feel like. So I think that's exactly what I'm going to do. Glowing praise. Yes.
1: From Soviet games podcast. A couple of things that I forgot that I'm just noticing on a website, uh, that's more competent than I for taking notes. Uh, life is strange shoe colors. They showed off. Which life is strange? I like it, so I'll probably play the new one. All right, uh, and then uh, what's it called? There's a, a games as a service. Fucking these games as a service games. Platinum is doing one. So oh it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It didn't start as know. a game
0: as service though. I, there's a lot of controversy about that. Um, uh. Oh my god, it's like stairs or something. Oh my god, this is what. What a crappy podcast we run. We don't know the names of the games. Wait,
1: what? It's been pretty good so far.
0: What is the name of this show? I I know what you're talking about. It's a platinum game. It's like a third-person action.
1: Oh, you need the name of the game that I'm talking about. Yeah, the name of
0: the game. Yeah, the name of the game. It's
1: uh, called Babylon's Fall.
0: Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Redeemed. Redeemed. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, it did not start out as a game of service, but I think at some point along development, somebody decided it should be a game of service, and I think a lot of people are like, whoa, that seems like a bad choice. So... We'll see how that yeah, goes.
1: We'll see how that goes. And then other one thing was uh I don't know why they Legend of Mana or Mana on PS4 Switch and Steam. It's didn't I didn't I play that remake and it was terrible?
0: You played I, Saga Frontier and it was terrible and you played another Yeah, you did play a mana
1: game recently. I feel like I played this. I don't know why it's coming out again. I'm confused. Okay, moving on. Square Enix is over. Uh, let's hit the let's hit the big boys. Let's do the the main one. And then we have a few more after that. So right. Xbox Bethesda. Let's I mean, I mean, go. I'm a
0: little bit biased because I I did the show. <laughs>
1: you covered it. Yeah.
0: But honestly, like just speaking, just like not as an editor, not as not as somebody who worked on the show, just, just as just a person who has consumed video games for like the last, I don't know, 40 years. I mean, that was, I thought, a killer show um, with the highlight being. How amazing Game Pass is right now. I was like, I mean, they kept saying, we're, we're going to show you 30 games. And out of those 30 games, 27 of them are coming to Game Pass. Most of them debuting on Game Pass. That's yeah. fucking bananas. Sony should be shitting their pants right now.
1: And also, it's so weird after I watch that show to just not hear from Sony all E3. Oh, you know man, yes it just felt weird it like felt more weird after that because not only do they have game pass and playstation now is like bullshit yes um but on top of that it was just a really fun what we you know you and i and the rest of the people listening get excited about free 3 which is that excitement you know you just get excited about like what can be you know what's coming and like i i love playstation i love my playstation 5 but like there's nothing to be excited about right now you know coming out of v3 sure besides like games that are going to be on both which is like far cry etc so yeah no i thought it was a great show um and how interesting they open and close the show with bethesda yeah which i thought was awesome pretty Um,
0: pretty strong showing and i mean really wise purchase pretty crazy purchase i mean the very first game i remember seeing this coverage for the first time and when they show, was it Starfield is what it's called? Yeah. Mm-hmm, they mm-hmm. show Starfield and it's like Xbox exclusive. I was like, oh shit, people are <laughs> going to lose their fucking minds when they see that this is fucking exclusive. It's going to, I mean, crazy coup for Microsoft because all they've been putting up with for like the last year, all these people, all the Sony ponies, you know, I'm going to bring that back up again, Uh just being like, oh yeah, Xbox got no exclusive. They got no games. Oh, it's just the same games everybody else, blah, blah, blah. Game Pass, so what, so what. Okay, Game Pass is fucking amazing. You're crazy if you don't think it is. But now they've bought all the every studio on earth and like they have like some real fucking awesome exclusives. And not that I live and die by exclusives, but like man, the the shit they had lined up in the show fucking killer.
1: They had some pretty good ones. I'm I'm still not going to give them all the points because again, like they're coming back from like you said this this desert landscape of like not having any exclusives. So let's not, you know, forget that quite soon because it was just last year that i was like why do i have my xbox series x you it took I mean? him like, a hot minute it took him a minute yeah i'm just i'm just yeah i'm just no that's
0: it. fair that's totally fair man um, but they got it going
1: they got it going and starfield real quickly you know they showed um you know ish gameplay ish you know yeah, the game really. engine yeah the, the, the engine you know like you could see like graphics processing a little bit in a couple scenes but mainly it's just to show it off like it's a fun world and give you the feel of of what this is and after listening to a lot of people talk about it it just seems like it's more of a like not like a dark and dreary fallout rpg you know yeah and more of like a you know a positive somehow i don't know what that means but and
0: everybody knows the kind of games that bethesda turns out i mean we've all played them i mean you know we all are very familiar with their giant expansive worlds like really deep RPG experiences, you know, like exploration is a big thing. Role playing is a big thing. I mean, even even just knowing their past work and applying that to what could be in Starfield. I mean, pretty amazing. Like the possibilities are pretty endless.
1: Yeah, it's going to be so cool. And also, I think we got to remember Bethesda bought Fallout. So it wasn't like their world.
0: Correct. Right? Yeah, they did not come up with it. Yes. correct.
1: Right. So this would be their first sci fi like RPG. Yes. I think that's correct. Like like homegrown, um, you mean? Homegrown. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I I'm very so. excited. So that was only just, you know, super excitement. I love how they started the show. They showed Forza Horizon 5, which I'm a car guy. I mean, not car guy in real life, but I like playing the car games. And Horizon is my favorite series, and I just love going off-road, and it's just, like, super endless fun to me. I know you don't give two shits. No. Right? I
0: don't care yeah. about cars, but I will say, though, the graphics were pretty bananas. Like when they were showing the scenery, this whole game is set in Mexico. And when they were showing some of the scenery, like it looked like actual photographs for a couple times, I'm like, is this, a, are we looking at Mexico? Like what, this right. looks so good, crazy.
1: That we're into that uncanny valley now, right? Absolutely, for games. yeah. And yeah. I think one of the easiest uh, ways to, to get to that point and get crossed it is what they did in this game, which other games have been doing, which is they did a lot of pictures so they took a lot of pictures, like, you know, crazy high res pictures, and they're like mapping them to the game. So not to take away some of the magic of it, you know, it's still like a ton of polygons and graphics in there. But there's a lot of like imagery, I think, because they went to Mexico and they just like took all the film,
0: everything. yes, yeah, absolutely. yeah.
1: So that helps like kind of like uh, what's it make a magic trick to be like, hey, that really does look like the freaking place.
0: Yeah, it looks amazing.
1: It looks amazing. I'll play the shit out of it as soon as it comes out. Um, we'll just quickly talk about a big game called Halo Infinite. Uh, they, I have a little shade to throw. First, they said multiplayer is free, which I guess for anybody who likes Halo, that's cool. That's a big deal, I think. Yeah, and, yeah. And then you have the campaign, uh, and they showed some of that, kind of. And I just don't care. Like None of the story got me excited. I thought the graphics looked dated. It's still like even though this is like later, the first graphics that we saw before, people were saying they look dated. I don't know. I Correct me if I'm wrong or if you have a different opinion. But to me, there's zero excitement coming out of Carlos Rodello for this.
0: I mean, I'm not a Halo guy to begin with, so I'm kind of in the same boat with you. I mean, I think part of why it looks dated, you know, speaking just from personal observation here. As I think just the overall graphic design of Halo makes it look dated because everything is kind of, like, cl- chunky in a certain way. Yes, and that's exactly it. got a exactly lot of flat that. planes. Like it just it's the looks, chunkiness. Yeah, it's just... I'm, I, I mean, full disclosure, I've never really been a Halo fan. I've never gotten into Halo. I think it's, like, honestly, one of the most overrated games, not in terms of multiplayer. I know people really like the multiplayer, and that has a lot of, of value to it for a lot of people. But in terms of, like, story and lore, like, I find it impossible to get excited about Master Chief or... In, or, you know, his universe or anything. I just like, I just, I just don't care. Like, I just have no connection to that. So, yeah. I mean, it looks fine. My son was excited for the multiplayer. I'm sure he'll jump into that because he likes that. That's his jam. Uh, I probably, I mean, honestly, I'll probably give it a pass. I, I'm not a Halo guy.
1: We're just not the people to talk about yeah. it. But if, if you like it and then you wanted to play multiplayer to have, to have it be free, that's cool. Um, Somerville, it looked really interesting to me. It looks like Kentucky Route Zero, but with a family so just that's what what i think it looks that look like
0: That looks great. I mean, i I've, i i got to be honest with you dude. I got a little anxiety watching that
1: trailer. It's uh um, Oh, cuz you have a family.
0: Yeah, dude. I mean, i <laughs> people often say that like when you actually like have a kid, like it changes the way that you react to things. And that is like 1000% true. Like whenever i see any scene of like a parent trying to like save their child from something or like, you know, a child being pulled out of their parents' arms or something, it fucking like stresses me out. Like it never did before I had kids. Right. Like it just hits mm. you in a different way. And that trailer, which is about a mom and a dad and a kid who are like escaping from like alien invasion or something like that.
1: It doesn't really ever say it. It's just like yeah, creepiness, just and weird, monsters.
0: weird shit happening. And they're like escaping. And like in every scene, they're like running away from something. And I was like, ah, oh, God, I, oh, the stress level is too high for me. But it looks really interesting. I definitely want to check it out
1: for sure. And guess who, guess who developed it? Who? the same people who did limbo.
0: Oh, is it those same people? It played it? Played it? Yeah, play Dead yeah, Dead? yeah,
1: yeah. And oh, I just shit. I just found that out like a couple of days ago.
0: That's terrible because those guys know how to like really stick it to you. That's gonna stress me out even more.
1: It's gonna be an intense game. I yes, um, I think you're right. Another intense game that you're very excited about, even though I didn't play the first one and i you know, throw shame at me, but the new Plague's Tale is coming out. Oh you did not they play that you didn't
0: play the first Plague
1: Tale? I know, and it's been on this podcast many oh, times and you said that's your homework, go go away and come back and played it. And every time it freaks me out because of the rats, and I don't want to be responsible for the little kid.
0: Oh, my God. The first Plague Tale, Plague Tale Innocence, was phenomenal. I thought it was so – it was, like, the best example of what I really want, like, AA Studios to be turning out. Like, it just – it put all its resources right where it needed to be. It told a great story, had some really interesting imagery. I love Plague Tale. It's so good. I was actually genuinely very, very, very excited. I had no idea a sequel was in the works. They didn't show anything, just, like – cinematic stuff so whatever but yeah. whatever it is i'm in day one like i definitely want to go back to the world of plague tale that was great stuff
1: when it gets closer to the re- release date of that second one i'll play the first one How you
0: got to play the first
1: one it's so good uh they showed more of atomic heart which i've been waiting for for years and i've been always like watching all the new trailers and atomic heart essentially is very similar to fallout meets portal meets russia i believe like it's a very like euro it Russian- seems so, yeah centric rpg first person but like with like portal vibes and fallout vibes which is a cool combination uh, it's very interesting
0: of- well those, those russians and the eastern europeans making a strong showing this year lots of games coming from that part of the world
1: right where was um I, I should bring this up i think it's in another show showcase but where was stalker was that in this showcase yeah
0: well it was in the microsoft it, that's where i, I believe it premiered. stalker 2 yeah
1: Yeah, so we can talk about that really quickly. Just the graphics looked really awesome. And that that game gives me a little bit of anxiety because I played the first one, and it's, like, difficult. And you, like, you know, just, like, similar to, like, a Dark Souls game, you can die by anybody in stalker games, you know?
0: I've never played it, but I heard it was really brutal. Like, everybody who got into it apparently got, like, really into it. Like, they really liked it a lot. Um, I was very, very curious, but I, you know, I just don't play PC. So this will be the first time I'll get a chance to touch the stalker series and it seems like it's gonna be my jam it seems like it's checking all the boxes for me so i'm very curious do you like the metro series yeah i do like the metro series actually it seems pretty similar yeah
1: yeah it's very much like that stalker was just so, so like that so you'll like it uh one of my games of show even though it's like i saw very few very little of it but uh i saw that awesome trailer was replaced oh my god replaced looks fucking amazing
0: oh my god dude the animation. 2.5, 2.5 the 2. animation
1: 2.5d uh futuristic platformer they call it depth of field is amazing it looks so cool
0: oh dude i don't know anything about it but just watching the character go through those smooth animations really detailed like just watching it move i'm like oh my god this is beautiful i got to play this
1: there were so many games at the show and by the way what a great uh, e3 for indie games oh so strong. many yeah, amazing strong. ones And so many retro ones that, you know, were like still looked like a new version of retro, which was awesome. And that's what this was. So go check out ReplacedGame.com. I don't know what the fuck it's called. Replaced uh, Game, indie game on Google. It looks really cool. Uh, And then a couple other real quick uh, mentions and then tell me if I missed something. Outer Worlds 2. Surprise, surprise. A funny trailer that joked all trailers.
0: That was a good trailer. It's really humorous. Even if you didn't like uh, The Outer Worlds, if you never played it, you should definitely watch the trailer. It's worth watching just for the comedy value. And that has lit a fire under me because I bought... i Honest to God, I think I bought The Outer Worlds twice. I think I bought it once on Xbox and once on PlayStation. Jeez. And I haven't fucking played it yet, but I was waiting for all the DLC to come out so I could just play it all in one, one swoop, you know? So mm-hmm. I got it lined up. I'm definitely going to try to get to that before the sequel comes out. And since... Apparently, nothing is ready on the sequel. I think I've got plenty of time.
1: Yeah, nothing. They literally were joking that they didn't have anything ready for the sequel. And then a lot of people don't. You know, when people make trailers, they actually don't have anything ready either. So the whole trailer is them just making fun of trailers, which is awesome. Uh, And yes, you need to play it because it is one of my favorite RPGs. And I love it. Uh, And then they close the show with another Bethesda game. uh, The people behind Dishonored. Uh, this game called Redfall.
0: arcane studios
1: arcane studios right and it's basically like vampires but it's weird because the name like the style of the game is like an um open world action rpg did they say i mean it looks to me like a team-based shooter i was i was getting like
0: left for dead but actual like but vampire vibes is kind of what i right was but from. then i heard
1: something i'll look on i'll look what we're talking but i think it's a different type of game than we think which is really interesting, but it just looked beautiful, right? Like it's awesome looking.
0: Oh yeah. I mean, the character design was really strong. I mean, I was like, Oh man, I love the way that these characters look. I wanted to get to know who these people are. The vampires have this weird, like long limb kind of design to them. That's really like unsettling and creepy, which looks pretty cool. And uh, if there's multiplayer, like I could definitely be down for that. I could see me and the wife maybe going through something like that. Yeah. I I definitely want to see more.
1: Here's, here's what it's called. Um, Open world co-op FPS. That can be played either alone or with three players. All right. Sounds so you like could actually business. just yeah, that's it's interesting. Um, uh, okay, so what do we have? Anything else? Do you have anything else for Xbox? I feel like I should have something else.
0: I mean, it was just like a lot of stuff. I mean, I think the biggest takeaway is just like Game Pass, right? Like we said it at the beginning of this this uh, segment, but like like twenty seven of the 30 games that they announced are coming, like, or debuting on Game Pass. And so, like, think about what an incredible value that is, right? Like, even if you didn't even like some of these games, like, Flight Simulator is coming. Uh, That looks amazing. Like, you know, Forza is coming. Maybe not my jam, but it looks amazing. Uh, Like, all like, Redfall is coming. Starfield is coming. Like, all these games, like, almost everything that they announced is coming to Game Pass. And so for the price of, like, what is it, $15 a month? You get access to, like, all of this stuff. And I know that people are like, oh, I don't want to subscribe to anything and blah, 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 whatever. But, like, think of the value, right? Like, I mean, you're not going to be buying $60, $70, $80 per game. You're just going to pay 15 bucks and get all this stuff. It's like, an, right. it's like a crazy, unbeatable value. And that's on top of all the other stuff. I mean, I think at the moment, X uh, Game Pass has, like, like, like like over 100 games. And to get all this AAA brand-new stuff that people on other consoles are going to have to pay full price for... I mean, that's like an unbeatable deal, dude.
1: Let me let me throw one wrench in this, Yeah. okay? Because yeah. I, I that's what I'm doing tonight for Xbox, I guess. Sure. The first one I already did. This is second wrench. And, and it's something that's going to become apparent uh, later on, I think, for some people. If, if it's a big game, right? Let's say a Starfield. Sure. Let's say a co-op live games as a service game, right? Mm-hmm. I guess that's like the Platinum one or Redfall maybe even. These games aren't going to take a while, and Games Pass, how glorious it is, is kind of like an extended demo sometimes because you are going to have to buy some of these games. So I need to stress that because not necessarily that's not true. Well, yes, it is true because they go they leave Game Pass. Not all of them, though. I mean, I think it's
0: up to Microsoft whether you know whether they own the game, whether it's like an in-house game. We or should check that
1: though before we talk about it because I don't know either, but I. think... I, we should check about it because if all of the games at some point do leave Game Pass and it's just based on like when they do and when they don't, then that is an issue to talk about because people are like, these are free games forever. But then like just recently, one of my games was like, it's leaving. Sure, I, for sure. I mean, they you have to pay full out. price yeah, for sure. They you they cycle stuff out. But I mean, I mean. It, so
0: some of the games I believe are not going to leave. And if it's something that Microsoft owns or it's one of their first party studios or second party studios, I'm guessing those are going to be like permanently on Game Pass. It wouldn't make a lot of sense for those to leave. But yeah, if you do want to buy something, you do get a price break on it. So that's good. But either way, a lot of these games are staying for like like a long time. It's not like they're on Game Pass for like a week. I mean, they're on it for like six months or like a year or something like that. So, I mean, honestly, like most people are going to play these games. And be like totally done with them and probably moved on to something else like long before it becomes a concern that it's going to be leaving. Yeah, I mean, it's I, possible. I mean, I grant that for sure. But
1: Let's let's just put it in the bag and, uh, I don't know, our research bag. We just made that up. A bag full of research, yes. Okay, which we don't do, right? That makes sense. We don't do any just research. Just the so, bag, throw the bag. Wait, once. wait. If we put it in the bag, we're not going to do it then. I think so, you're okay. correct. Let's take, let's take it out of the bag and I'll put it on my desk. <laughs> um, but I do want to – this is a good topic because like – it's similar to like a Netflix or like, um, you know, recently, quick tangent. Recently, I got, um, I was watching, I was a new movie's coming out. I think it's called Invincible. It's with Mark Wahlberg. It's supposed to be like a fun sci-fi romp or something, a reincarnation or something. And it's like, hey, you can watch this movie with your Paramount Plus or whatever. And I go, wait, I have Paramount Plus? You know, when did I sign up for that? It's, it's similar to that, you know, or like another one, I, I got some sort of service once from some sort of like trial or whatever it was. And it's like, you get it for months and months, but then like at some point you're going to have to pay for it. Similar to that, I know it's a loosey-goosey, you know, uh, connection here. I'm, I'm still
0: waiting for the connection.
1: The connection is, you know, no one's talking about when the games are, are going off a of Games Pass. Like everyone's only just saying like, hey, you can get this thing and get all these games for basically one price. But that's not true because already me, it's not like six months. It's been some games have been months or even like weeks, not maybe weeks, maybe months, right? And in months, I'm not finishing a game because of how many games we have and we're playing so many of times. Sure, the time. sure. I'm just interested in that. I'd like to research it because if it's a little like uh, smoke and daggers going on or what's it called? Smoke, smoke and mirrors. daggers. Smoke and, like, and daggers. <laughs> <laughs> smoke and daggers. Smoke and mirrors and daggers and cloaks um i feel drunk even though i've had no nothing to drink
0: <laughs> so you say
1: uh no i haven't i'm gonna after this though so yeah anyways let's just research that because it would be interesting to see what those actual dates are i don't know what they are brad galloway i don't
0: know what they are either but i based on what i've seen so far and how fast the industry is going i mean i, I guess i kind of look at it this way right so let's say a game comes game pass for six months let's just say that i think that's pretty reasonable so you get the new game brand new AAA game that you don't have to buy because it's 60 70 80 bucks on sony but it's you know game pass free on xbox you play that two three months you're done with it you move on to something else and maybe like dlc pops up six months later you're like fuck i want to play that dlc right but right. it's already gone but by the time that that dlc comes out that game is like six months maybe eight months old it's already like on sale and you already get like right a, but on know?
1: sale isn't like free and also but you've on had sale... it for free the whole time though i mean i mean that's uh, the thing right the you promise... brought up my you brought up a good point though that is a perfect point especially with games like any rpg or any like outer worlds it has three dlcs yeah you're definitely buying that game after you play the main campaign
0: yeah so you could buy it or, or you know like it's if you just don't get around to it i mean it's on sale i mean Buying a game six months after it comes out is what I generally do anyway, so I'm not really paying full price for anything. So I think getting a brand-new AAA game day and date for really no extra money other than the subscription is pretty amazing.
1: So. All okay, right, I'll play Devil's Advoc- Advocate to my own Devil's Advocate and say, yeah, of course it's a good – it's better than nothing, right? Like it's not, it's better than just buying a game at full price. I mean, right? I mean, you know, seriously. So I'm just throwing it out there. Okay, we're done with that Moving tangent. On. Moving on. Before we move on from Xbox – they quickly like went over a bunch of little games, and one of the games they didn't talk about, but just showed a trailer, and we alluded to a last episode, Dark Alliance, that comes out in a week. Does uh, it really come they didn't... out in a week. It comes out this weekend.
0: I did not realize that the
1: twenty first or whatever. Uh, and I'm going to buy it because I found out there is a single player campaign. Because I guess you don't that need to because it comes to
0: Game Pass for free, bro. Does it? Yeah, it's free on Game Pass. <laughs> Just save Shit. yourself 60 bucks. This,
1: this goes all the way back around. <laughs> my, well, you know what? Let's do this. Perfect, perfect, Brad. I'm so happy about this. Okay, ready? <laughs> yes, go ahead. I'm going to play it on Game Pass, and if I really enjoy it, and it's we'll see when it goes away, right? Yeah, go for it, man. I mean, I think I
0: think that's amazing. Get into it. I'm going to get into it. It's, it comes to Game Pass. Uh, I know that for a fact because we had some reviewers who wanted to cover it. And they're like, well, you know, yeah, we can send you code, but it's also coming to Game Pass, so you can just grab it there. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, in that case, yeah, I'll just grab it on Game Pass. No big deal. So, yeah, I, you can jump in, save yourself the 60 bucks, play it for as much as you want. I mean, I'm guessing you're going to finish it long before it leaves Game Pass, but even if you don't, I mean, you get the price break. So
1: Well, yeah, yeah. but I, I guess I heard it's, like, in multiplayer, so I'm sure there's, like, multiplayer stuff, sure, you know, sure. if, if I played that, but I don't. Um, the only reason I brought it up is because they didn't really talk about it, even no, though it's coming sure out. Didn't. Yeah, and you didn't have it. What, what secret information did you have last episode that you didn't tell me?
0: What was the secret information that I had? Because
1: I was like, is there a single player campaign? And you're like, oh, I can't tell you. Oh, no, I wasn't even talking about that. I was talking about just something else. And you, it just happened oh, that, I, that I said it shit. at the same time. It was
0: not really. Okay. Sorry. Didn't mean to miss Wow. Anything.
1: Reality is subjective. Sorry, bro. Like, I don't even know what I was like. I just was in a different reality bubble back then. Let's move on. Do you have anything else for Xbox? You were there.
0: The only thing, The only thing else that I want to bring up is that motherfucking mini fridge at the end of the presentation, dude. Oh, shit, dude. that's right. The little Xbox mini fridge? I don't need that. I mean, what am I even going to do? Where am I going to fucking put it? I don't know, but boy, do I sure want one of those things.
1: Oh, I thought you were, that you went a different way with that. I thought you were just going to make fun of it.
0: No, I thought it was awesome. I totally would love to have one of those in my house. I'm like, yes, I want I want the Xbox mini fridge. I would love it that. Feel,
1: it feels like it's from the 90s, and I was a gamer in the 90s in a basement. And I was I, like, yeah. Absolutely. You know what I mean, like, and I pro- I probably was in a basement with some of my friends at some point, and we would have loved the Xbox Mini fridge to put our Jolt Cola in. Remember for Jolt?
0: Sure, absolutely for sure. yes. Oh, that's
1: so bad for you. Do they still make that? It's they chemicals. do not. I don't think they do. Um. So, but now, yeah, like, where am I going to put it? But I don't. I don't have a den. You know what I mean? Yeah, you, I don't know. You have a basement.
0: I do have a basement. I can put it in the basement. I could put it right next to my actual Xbox. And then I could get confused because I could put like my disc inside the fridge and like wait a minute this is the fridge. Wait,
1: am I playing a game or drinking a drink? What's going on? Yes, absolutely. This is a very loose show. I kind of like it. Um, <laughs> I do think that we're drunk and we just don't know it. So
0: drunk on life.
1: We are drunk on tiredness, and, and I think that's, that's what true. It is. That's true. So I have uh, two or three more things. Can you do it? Absolutely. Oh, we're only at an hour. We've been flying tight through show. These. Tight show. Tight show. Devolver. I love Devolver. Do you love Devolver? Tell me you love Devolver.
0: I love Devolver fifty percent of the time.
1: Oh, okay, I get it. Hit and miss. It is hit and miss with the games, but their presentations are always spot on. I love them. Ridiculous. Oh, the they top. Are, They go. They go
0: to fucking eleven every goddamn year. Dude.
1: Twelve or hundred sometimes. Yeah. This way, this year, was a little more subdued. Last year, I think they just ripped heads off and blood was everywhere. It was
0: shockingly bloody last year.
1: Yeah, and this one was less, but but also very excellent and poignant and they make like fun jokes and jabs at the industry i love them so much they did a whole bit before we get into the games about uh the whole thing was you can subscribe to uh devolver max plus max pass plus okay so they're making fun of all the streaming services you could actually do it though you could go to their website and sign up which i did yeah <laughs> And it says you have six months of the pass, you know, it just says it. What is it? Just but all then, the Devolver games or what? No, it's nothing. You get it's nothing. nothing. It's just it's a fake kind of six months. Oh, okay. But, and then the presentation, the whole presentation, they each game wasn't covered in the subscription. And they were like, premium purchase. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. It's like every game was a game you had to buy. Oh, that's Devolver so is pretty brilliant. That's pretty good. Even though I only
0: like half their games, I do really think they are pretty, pretty spot on when it comes to marketing.
1: Yeah. And uh, on top of that, I also bought a shirt. I straight up bought an actual merch shirt that okay. says Devolver Max Pass Plus. Plus, Plus. <laughs> I'm going to wear it in a show. Excellent. Uh, so, some of the games, tr- oh, fucking Truck to Yomi. Holy crap, it looks beautiful. Is that uh, oh, man, Side-scrolling, black-and-white, uh, yes, Ninja. Yes, 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 yes. Oh, uh, what's it called? Like, um, What's the original? The movies.
0: It looked like uh, the Kurosawa film.
1: Kurosawa films, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, like a lot of people were playing. What was I just playing, the, the other one on PlayStation?
0: Yeah, uh, Ghost of Tsushima Ghost of on Tsushima. The, the quote-unquote Kurosawa mode, which a lot of people right. were razzing because it wasn't really very well done. But that that looks like what, like this looks like what that should have been
1: exactly and it's side scrolling 2d but beautiful i mean holy crap it just looks amazing very
0: impressive looking for sure
1: um death's door i wrote down i can't remember what it is it's cartoony but i don't remember what it is that is
0: the one where it's kind of a top down you play as like i want to say you're like a bird and you're going through these portals through different dimensions and other monsters are coming through the portals and you're like doing a top down really fast action paced me and the i watched it with the family yesterday all of us thought it looked really good like it seemed kind of a Really quick, like uh, bite-sized action sort of thing. I don't quite understand the hook that you're a bird, but I mean, I guess anything goes in games. But it does look like a pretty solid action game.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. Now I'm seeing pictures of it. It reminded me of um. Oh, it reminds me of a game I can't think of, but there's definitely you've seen this style before. I don't want to say Hades, but it's a got little bit, those a little vibes. bit in
0: that same kind of like vague presentation style. Yeah, I think that's yeah. that's not too far
1: off uh inscription i thought you would like i put a little asterisk next to that because oh, i thought you'd be
0: all I, into I, it i did not see that trailer that's one of the ones i missed what is so you tell me about son this of a bitch i know the only
1: sorry. one i wanted you to see <laughs> the show's canceled we're canceling canceled show. oh my god canceled so it is a um i'll read the description just because i'm bad with these things uh it's an inky black card based odyssey that blends deck building roguelike oh shit escape room style puzzles what psychological horror
0: oh my god
1: into a blood lace smoothie wow. um what's really interesting about it is the card game i thought you would like it's cards and roguelike that's all you the graphics are really cool and interesting and dark and creepy and you're playing this card game in like a virtual room not vr but just you know this kind of first person room and when you after you're like done stuff i don't know the game like, things in the room interact with you. And, like, there's puzzles in the room and, like, scary things coming out of closets and stuff. Hmm.
0: Interesting. Yeah, that sounds like my jam. I got to go check this one out. I thought I got most of the trailers, but now that I'm looking at the list, I did miss a couple, and that was one that I missed. I apologize, man.
1: No, no, it's fine. Go check it out. I don't think there is a dem- uh, demo right now, but add it to your wish list. I think you're going to like it. All right. Uh, a couple others from Devolver. Uh, Citizen Sleeper I wrote down that I thought you might like. I did not watch that one either. Um, let me remind myself what that one is because maybe <laughs> i didn't either that one's in my research bag through threw uh, away and oh buried. citizen sleeper is a, a roll the dice interst- interstellar rpg game uh but it's also like based on capitalism dystopian hmm. slice of life rpg based in a space station and there's dice rolling
0: okay well i like dice you yeah. like dice i don't like, like capitalism but maybe as a gameplay mechanic
1: as a gameplay mechanic sure yeah. sure uh happy game i wrote down because it just looks like reminds me of cuphead just really morbid but also like friendly cartoony looking all right uh and then i wrote down the ascent because we've seen that before i've been waiting for it it's a top-down isometric cyberpunk type game
0: yeah yeah it looks really great it's coming coming to game pass it's gonna be debuting game, game yes. pass very soon i think it's day uh, one that is true i think it's coming in july uh and it's co-op also so i could i definitely am looking forward to playing some of that with the wife like top-down shooter team uh like your cyborgs or something or it's kind of got like a little uh yeah like you said cyberpunk kind of vibe to it looks pretty good
1: yeah it looks really good and i saved my best for last uh they opened the show and i didn't even say it at the beginning but they opened the show with shadow warrior oh did they really i didn't even yeah, yeah, know yeah. they showed that it looked ridiculous. I love it. I, I'm a big fan of Shadow Warrior. Always will be. Uh, it's just more of it and just ridiculousness action. I want it. I want it now. Uh, that's it. That's my Devolver list. Uh, there was more games, but check it out on the internet. Sure. sure. Uh, PC Gaming Showcase was a pile of garbage. Oh, was it really? Okay, how did well, that happen? It's just that the thing is that there's tons of good games in there, but it's just they, they try so hard. And it's a flip side of Devolver, where Devolver's just, like, artistic and weird and fucking cool. And PC gaming showcases, like, Mystery Science Theater 3000, you know? Or, like, you know, the but the part, like, in between, where, like, the, the characters and the robots and stuff. Yeah. They literally, like, did, like, robots and, like, sets. And it just... None of it worked. It was so cringe. That's what the kids say. That is was, what the kids say, yeah. It was, it was very cringe. Very so cringe. So, the presentation... And it's like so long. Who do they expect to watch this, Carlos Rodella? I think. I think uh, maybe so. <laughs> I saw everything that ever existed. Uh, so they did show War Tales, which I'm a big, big fan of, an RPG, uh, strategy RPG. I've been waiting to get into a good strategy RPG besides King's Bounty. Uh, this is probably going to be my jam. War Tales, check that out. Um, Mecha Jammer. And they had a demo for it, and I played it, and I didn't like it. So, oh, really? Okay. Right. Yeah, it sucks, because it just felt like um, an interesting game, and I liked the trailer, but I, for some reason, didn't like the actual game. Uh, Citizen Sleeper, I wrote down. Can we I just talked about that, that one? You oh, know, we already did. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Death Trash. Let's talk about Death Trash, Death baby.
0: Trash. I was extremely stoked for this. I've had my eye on this for, like, at least a year or two, and I, I knew it was coming to PC, uh, and I'm not going to play it on PC. But I'm like, you know, this game looks so good. I know it's coming in consoles. I know it in my bones. And I was proven correct. I am very, very excited to see more of Death Trash. Tell us about it, Carlos.
1: Well, we uh, both played the demo, right? You played it.
0: I played it on Xbox. Yes, I did.
1: Yeah, I played on Xbox too. This is part of the demos on Xbox thing that we were trying to find the other day. Oh where they gosh. like released like, I don't know, 30 demos on Xbox. But it's like super hard to find on the menu.
0: Yeah, it's really strange. Just heads up. There are like 30 or 40 indie demos. They're only up for like, today, only six more days. By the time you hear the show, probably only like four more days. So it's a pretty short window to go through all these demos. But there's tons of stuff. You got to go to, what would you say? You got to go to Games Home. Games Home. On Xbox. Yeah. And then if you go to that page, you'll see it on the right side. But if you don't go to Games Home, you might not see it. I was looking around for it for a while, and I couldn't find it until you hipped me to where it's at, and then I went to Games Home and found it right away. So I wish they would do a little better job surfacing this stuff.
1: Yeah, I despise the Xbox menu, and I've talked about it before. I just – PlayStation is so much cleaner to me personally and just easy to find stuff. Also, there's no demos section. I couldn't find a actual demos section That was weird, yeah. That's strange. Uh, Like in general, like not even for this. So Death Trash is top-down, again, isometric, retro, uh, pixely graphics – you play as a character who, you can make your own character, which is cool. Has a little bit of Fallout, like original Fallout Original vibes. Fallout vibe, yep, yeah. Yeah, very much. Your stats, your, you actually like put literal dice into your stats, which is cool. And then your character, I just, I like the art a lot. Like, it's so simple, but it's cool, right? Like, it's, it's oh, simple, but cool. Oh, yeah, the pixel cool.
0: art is really evocative. I think they've been, they've done a really phenomenal job with, like, nailing It's kind of like weird, rotten, kind of gross vibe. The music is like really unsettling to it. And you're just out in this world like you get kicked out of a underground habitat or something. Like You've broken some law or something, something, a bunker or something. You you, And they're kicking you out to go live on the surface with the rest of the scum.
1: And And they being robots.
0: Yeah, these like giant robots kick you out of the habitat. And they don't tell you why. You don't know exactly what you did, but you're out. And so you get to the surface and there's like mutants, lots of like meat all over the place like yeah blood you throw and up
1: a lot like th- that's a thing
0: you throw up a lot in this game uh it just looks really fascinating i think the writing was really good i really like the way it felt uh very 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 interesting this is one of my favorite games of the show death Trash. it very really
1: sorry. was me too and it came out of nowhere and by the way you're welcome i found it from the pc gaming showcase <laughs> you know what i mean and yeah. uh i played the demo and this is very rarely this has happened um a car Drives really, really loud yeah, by my window. It never happens in a car. It never me. happens in my household ever. That was like rude. That was like in my own home. <laughs> he drove to the living room. I need to file a complaint. Um, actually, I was thinking about just going to the city and being like, listen, what can you do? You know, I'm an old man now. You need to listen to me. I'm not white, though. So maybe oh. they might not listen. Oh, God. Oh, that's a um, right there. So it is a gross game. You throw up. You actually use your own vomit in this game for something. It does have uses. A puzzle.
0: Yes, it does.
1: This is very rarely happens to me besides the car is I played the game and almost immediately I want to stop playing the demo because I'm same,
0: like, dude, same. I want it.
1: I want it. Yep. And I don't want to experience anything for the second time. I just want this game because we talked about this so many times on the show. A game has to be really, really good playability right yes especially if it's a platform or whatever you're jumping everything feels great on this game like the roll feels good the shooting feels good good. analog yes yes. the the melee feels good everything seems intuitive Stealth felt really good to me i was very impressed with the stealth felt good yeah Yeah. and you're doing all these things in the in the testing by the way anyone who's listening go play the demo if you if it's still on
0: xbox and pc
1: yeah uh i just didn't want to keep playing it you know it's a hundred percent home run Oh dude, Death yeah, trash.
0: absolutely. I got I got to the surface and I'm like, okay, stop. I don't want to see any more. I I'm gonna play this day one, dude, for sure. So I just turned yeah. it off because I like I already know I'm in. I'm in hundred percent. I got
1: a little further and saw some really cool shit, and then I was like, no, no, I gotta stop. Don't spoil it. Yeah. Um, so uh, that's it for the PC gaming showcase. There was other games. There was like a million games. Three hours or some craziness, but Jesus. nothing really jumped out at me. And also, I probably was falling asleep. Uh, the future of game show. Okay. God bless Troy Baker. I know he's in every game. He's a very nice individual, I've heard. He's on the podcast with Alana Pierce. He's a nice person. But him and some other lady, I apologize, I don't know her name. They were like doing voiceover for this show, the future of game show. It was garbage. Like it was all them reading off of script. Oh, uh, okay. And like it felt like robots. Like it literally felt like a robotic show. Like AI was 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 saying stuff.
0: I, I, guess just, I just there's so much you can do with the script I guess
1: yeah but it's not that I just don't, whoever put that show on like there was good games in there and I'm gonna talk about one of them but I just do a different type of presentation don't just be like corny joke line you know remember it reminds me of like the old and the old uh games uh award shows you know
0: pretty bad it felt stuff.
1: it felt like that pretty
0: right? bad stuff yeah
1: so I'll mention one game from it and you also played it I think or maybe you didn't but they mentioned lake which is a mo- a game about you play a delivery. You deliver mail. You're a mail lady. Yeah, I, I was trying to go around it because you're a male man, but you're a male woman. But no one sells male woman. Uh, and in the game, they actually bring that up. You're a mail fun. carrier. You're a mail carrier, but you're not really. You're a woman working in the 80s, I think, the late 80s, yeah, early 90s, and you're like working for a company. But then, just because your family, your dad wants to go on a vacation, you take over his mail route. Uh, In this little teeny town, like a sleepy town. And then the whole game is you like meeting characters and just delivering mail.
0: It looks pretty. I didn't play the demo. There is a demo on Xbox. I downloaded it. I'm going to play it tonight. But I watched the the, the trailer. It looks fascinating. It looks really fascinating where you're just no combat, no monsters, nothing. You're just like a, a woman in this town meeting people on your mail route, like literally delivering mail. I mean, it looks fucking fascinating. I live for shit like this.
1: It's got some bugs. I played it. I played quite a bit of it actually. Uh, and I wanted some like, yeah, relaxation. I just wanted to get away from killing monsters. Sure. Uh, it reminds me of, it's got vibes like, um, life is strange. Okay. Right. Where you're like kind of, uh, invested in characters and you're like learning about the town and they're learning about you because you've come back after 20 years and the actual mechanics of like delivering mail is just, relaxing but like it's really about delivering it to a certain person and finding their story out exactly like exactly so it's cool you drive an actual truck a mail truck and you know it's a little clunky i, I know it's not done um but i uh, say people should check it out for a relaxing time santori times or lake uh two more things what did you say santori times what it's from um uh the, the movie lost in translation bill murray oh i didn't see that Okay. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Brad, I don't know. I just don't know what to do.
0: I know. I know. We got very, gonna... very different viewing habits.
1: Life in translation. Bill Murray. Scarlett Johansson. Right. Okay. Uh, Capcom. Monster Hunter stories. There you go, buddy.
0: Yep. Yep. Excited. A little that. turn-based Monster Hunter stuff. I'll play that for sure. It's going to be cute. I liked the first one. Um, didn't finish it because my wife, uh, stole the game from me and I never got it back. <laughs> nice. So she really liked it, but I'm looking forward to this one. It's going to be in the switch riding monsters and a monster in the world. I'm down.
1: Another gift for red Galloway. Uh, now, uh, after you like the village DLC, they announced DLC is coming for village. Oh, resident evil village. Yeah. I'm yep. very
0: curious. You know, that's interesting. We haven't talked about it on this show. I think that Corey wanted to come back and we could all maybe talk about resident evil <laughs> seven, but honestly, like for real, for really real, The DLC is the best part of Resident Evil 7. I didn't care for the campaign, but the DLC was pretty killer. So I hope that they're going to get some equally killer stuff for Village. I would love, like, DLC of that caliber.
1: Well, we'll see. Also, they mentioned the multiplayer for Resident Evil, which I'm not a fan of, but whatever. Uh, Phoenix Wright, which I don't care, but it's a a good game. But, you know. And then they did a lot of esports, and I was, like, just zoning out because
0: I don't care. Yeah, I don't care either.
1: Uh, Razer announced a new PC. Cool. Cool. That's it. Uh, (laughs) they might've said one other thing, but that's really it. And now we have Nintendo and then we're done. Look at that. I have a couple picks too. I'm going to throw in also, but let's talk about Nintendo. Okay. Let's do Nintendo. Uh, oh wait, no, I meant this came up somewhere, but a crime noir, crime, crime noir FPS fallen aces. Oh, I haven't heard of this one. So it's a first person, like 2d cutout style art. And it's like, it feels like a noir, you know, setting. And you're like punching and like shooting Tommy guns, in a in a first person game. Really cool. Okay. I don't know where I saw that. All right. Uh, so I just thought I'd mention that. Okay. Nintendo. Boom. Smash. I don't care. Do you don't care? care? Don't care. Tekken's coming to Smash. Cool. Life is strange. That doesn't count. They can't. They can't put that in their show. <laughs> it's already. We already knew about it. Um, Astria ascending. Oh, yeah, that's some uh, turn-based
0: JRPG. I looked at it. I'm like, okay, it looks okay, but I'm not like in the JRPG zone right now. So,
1: 20th anniversary Monkey Ball, Banana Mania.
0: I mean, I loved Monkey Ball back in the day. I don't know how I feel about it now.
1: Yeah. Mario Party, I'll pass. Pass. Uh, Metroid Dread came out of nowhere. Okay. Kind of cool. I'm down with that. I'm down with a new Metroid. It's been quite in a October. while. Very soon. Yeah, it's been Very a while, soon. and it's
0: 2D. They kind of yep. faked us out with that trailer because it looked like it was like showing some first person view. Maybe that's a cinematic
1: or something. Oh, and I, I know like, they uh, did do that. Yeah, I mean, we I'm all like, want Metroid Prime for.
0: I I, uh, I don't I don't I think. It's oh really? Like, okay. No, I'm 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 down with the 2D Metroids. That's where I like it. That's where I like it best. I was very excited when they finally showed the actual gameplay, and it was 2D, and I'm like, oh, thank God, finally. Okay, yes, amazing. I'm in.
1: New Warrior. Seems fun.
0: Sure, that's fun.
1: Yep. Um. Shin Megami Tensei 5, that's like a new game, right? Brand new game, yes. Brand new so, game. So I love that series. I, that seems like, that was like I, I don't think people made a big deal about it, but that, to me that's really cool.
0: The thing that I saw people saying where they were like, wow, this looks like a ripoff of Persona, how dumb. Except that the Shin Megami Tensei is what Persona is based off of.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So do clearly, your, homework. do yeah, your homework. Do
0: your people. homework. Like don't start shit talking until you know what you're talking about because you don't know what you're talking about. Uh, Yeah, I mean, I'll check it out. I'm not in the JRPG zone, like I just said. These games tend to be really grind heavy and long. I liked them when I was in my teens. I probably don't have the time or attention for them now, but I will check it out. I'm always always interested in, in what they're doing, even if I don't jump in.
1: Danganronpa. I can never say it. You say it. Oh, dude.
0: Danganronpa. I am 1,000% down with this, dude. 1,000%. What is it?
1: Is it a collection or something?
0: It is a collection. So it takes Danganronpa 1, 2, and 3. And I think that 1 and 2, for me, are like some of the best visual novels I've ever played. They're wonderful. Great stories. They kicked off this whole big trend in visual novel genre. Uh, I've never actually played 3. I bought it, but I never played it. And I am way more likely to play it on the Switch than I am anywhere else because... You know, it's like a visual novel. You don't want to sit in front of your, you know, your couch and your big screen TV and play a visual novel. Like, you want to, like, curl up. You get a little blanket, a little hot cocoa beside you. You're in bed, maybe. That's where you play a visual novel. That's what you do. So I'm super psyched because I'll get to do Danganronpa 3 on the Switch, which I think is a perfect place for it. And there's also, like, a bonus game, which is a brand new game. So if you never, uh, I mean, so you'll get the three classic Danganronpa titles, which I think are amazing. Even if you don't love visual novels, I think they're great. Uh, and then you get a bonus game on top of that. I'm I'm in on this so hard. There
1: you go. There you go. Fatal Frame, a new game. Um, you know, I'm not the biggest fan uh, taking pictures, scary ghosts, but whatever. Yeah. Uh, and, and by the way, you might hear a through line for this. Uh, my excitement. It's not very. Um, I have a statement at the end of this. Okay. Um, Advance Wars, they're like redoing it, like in that um, how they redid Zelda. What is it? Or like the kind of toy graphics, you call it.
0: Is this a remake or is it a brand new game? I was No, unclear. no, no, no.
1: Remake, remake. Straight but up like the a first But just kind of redone graphics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, the, like the, what's that Zelda game where they made it look like it was like miniatures, you know? Uh, uh yeah, yeah. I don't do my research. Anyways, you know, if you like Advance Wars, I played it. Again, we're old people. Like we played Advance I played Wars it when it came out. Yeah, I played it when it was yeah, new. Yeah, And I don't need to play it again. Uh, Zelda, weirdly enough, I've never thought I'd say this because I grew up with Zelda. I give two shits about Zelda. I don't know what happened to me. Oh but man! You fell I off. never liked. Yeah, I never liked. Um, what the fuck's it called? Breath of the Wild. I never really liked it. Really? Okay. Isn't that weird? Okay. We've never talked about it on the show. I think it came out. I don't know. Whatever. But it just never did anything for me. I don't like the stamina meter. I know you can climb anywhere, but then you fall everywhere. I don't like the game, and so they're going to make another one. So I'm sure a lot of people are very happy. Interesting. I Interesting. know I'm being being on everybody's hit list now, and I mean, people hate
0: me. I'm not the biggest Zelda fan either. Like I like maybe half of the Zelda games I think are pretty good. The other half I could probably live without. Uh, I did, you know, I actually did really like breath of the wild. Um, it had some problems. I don't think it's a perfect game. I know some people are saying it's perfect. I don't think it's perfect. I did take a lot of issue with it for certain things, but overall, um, I did have a great time with it. I mean, it definitely added the whole concept of climb anywhere that everybody has adopted in open world games, which I think is ultimately uh, a net positive. So I'm glad about that. Um, so I'm interested in in this. I, I'm kind of curious to see what they're going to do. And of course, the big question on everybody's lips, the fire, the raging fire that is like burning through my Twitter feed right now is, of course, uh, where do you stand on the breakable weapons that were in Breath of the Wild? Now, if you did you do, play very much of it? Did you not play very much of it?
1: I played, I don't know, 10 hours, 20. OK, so that's 15, a, that's enough 20. to have experienced yeah. like the, the weapons breaking
0: every five seconds, right? Yeah, I hated it. Yeah, I hated it as well. I think it's a terrible design decision. I understand why they did it, because I guess the theory is that they want you to kind of improvise. They want you to use other tools at your disposal. They want you to not just rely on the same weapon over and over. They want to encourage experimentation. I get all of that. I understand it 100%. I just think this is a terrible way to go about it, and I think there's much better ways to do that without it being fucking irritating and stupid the way that it is with these weapons breaking. So everybody in my feed right now, is it's like a fucking civil war. Half the people think it's a brilliant idea, half the people think it's a fucking stupid idea. I am on the stupid side because I think it's a terrible design decision. Uh, But regardless of that, regardless of whatever happens, I'm not going to say that I'm like crazy excited, but I am probably definitely going to play it.
1: Okay, and on the breakable weapon side, by the way, anybody making it like a case for it, um, all of the original Zelda games just had regular ass weapons that didn't break, right? Like, yeah. that's what you played a game. Like, imagine playing like Legend of Zelda, and he, the guy, the old man, gives him his sword, and he goes, "All right, but you're gonna have to come back for another one soon." I like, just, that's I a mean, that's a funny bit. Like, this is
0: gonna get. Pe- I mean, it is a funny. That is a pretty funny bit. <laughs> I, this is gonna get people mad, and I don't mean to like. I don't mean to get make people mad, but I gotta just say like. Everybody who defends the broken weapon thing, I feel like you're just giving Zelda a huge pass for like making a really poor decision and not really, you know, not not fessing up to the fact that there's a lot of ways they could have done it, which were less grindy, less irritating, and less
1: annoying. Yeah, so. but that's and, and here's the thing. No, there's is a, well, one last tangent. Okay, is that you? The game itself is puzzles and exploration. Yes, and I think they did a really good job of opening up that world with the world itself. And, you know, letting you go anywhere. And I thought that was interesting. I don't like the stamina meter. They could have just essentially got rid of that. A lot of games, like, you know, don't even have that. But um, but the, the, the core of it isn't about, like, you know, managing your inventory and finding new ways to do, like, new weapons and stuff. It's about, you know, upgrading your things, talking to people, getting the, the, the one, you know, like the bomb that will, like, open up the puzzle to open up the thing. The classic Zelda formula. Yeah, classic. And that that... that Served it well for so long. I just don't see what that would have added to it. And yeah, so, anyways, uh, they also mentioned Skyward Sword's getting a remake. Again, I'm not going to play a game I played already, but that's cool for young. I've never people played that, never but played I'm it.
0: curious about that. Uh, one thing that I did hear—I don't know if you've heard this or not—I uh, th- avoided it because it had motion controls. What is it, like the Wii or the Wii mm-hmm, Plus or something mm-hmm. like that? So I stayed away from it. Um, I'm curious about it, but I heard that if you want to use the fast travel option, you must buy. The the little uh, Amiibo. If you don't buy the Amiibo, you cannot do fast travel. That's what I heard. I don't know if that's true, but if that's true, that's horseshit because those yeah. things are impossible to find.
1: That would be horseshit. Hopefully that's not true. Uh, the thing that I did uh, like and I will probably buy, I'm sure it's going to be sold out forever, though, because that's how the world is. The Game & Watch that comes with Zelda, uh, Le- The Adventures of Link, and Zelda Link's Awakening. I just thought it was really cool. It's a little teeny thing you could bring with you on the airplane or something. And it's all the Zelda games, like all the old school Zelda games. Um, so, no, I like that. Cool. Um, my big huge, here's my big statement. I really am, and it's not about age or whatever, maybe it is, but just what Nintendo's putting out, minus the independent third-party games that we play on Switch and we talk about on this show, in general, I don't care. Like, I just am not here for it. Uh, I don't know if I ever will be again. I don't know if they're ever going to win me back. Like, I don't. Nothing excites me about Nintendo. It's weird. It's a big statement. It's true. And here's my bigger statement. I, unlike you, uh, God bless you. I I don't, I'm not having fun with my Switch. Like
0: What? Oh, my God. I know.
1: These are big statements. I thought I'd make it at the end of the show. That is a
0: crazy statement. What is going on?
1: No one's listening to this part because it's already already two hours, right? Uh, No, no, no. I mean, I have some fun. We've had some fun on this show. You've mentioned a game. I wanted to play it. I, I usually play it right before bed. That's the only time I ever play a Nintendo product. And here's my point. <laughs> feels like a show or something. Oh, my God. And here's my point. And here's my, what, what's the Jerry Springer's thing? And here's my final thought. Oh,
0: God, yeah. I haven't thought about Jerry Springer in years.
1: Well, I think about him every day. Uh, here's my final thought. I play, you know, Nintendo I grew up with, and I played it all the time, all of my waking hours. I played my Nintendo like I play my PlayStation. Okay, and my Xbox. But now I don't play my Nintendo like that. I play my Nintendo when I'm falling asleep in bed (laughs) and for like 30 minutes at a time. And I go, whoa, that's cool. Okay, that's kind of interesting. I'm going to bed now. And I put my YouTube playlist on of like anti-anxiety music, which is what I do every night. Uh, And so that's not a fun experience of video games. That's not what I get excited about. And so what I want, and this is my final declarative statement. I th- I just want a new console motherfuckers. I don't want a portable. All right. I'm going to put a line in the sand and I'm going to put it on Twitter. Nintendo, give me a fucking console. Do
0: you not have the switch that goes on the TV? You have the, Do you have the- I don't, I have
1: the light right oh, now. See, but that's, that's even where you that, went wrong, dude. yeah, but even that being said, these games are made for portable. It's not like, like Mario was an amazing experience. That was the last time I think I had a really fun time it, the graphics were awesome, right? With the Grand Theft Auto level and stuff. Like, that felt fun, and I played that on my TV. And that made me feel like I was playing Nintendo. My rant's almost over. I just want a new console, man. I don't I don't feel like I'm getting anything out of my oh, Nintendo. Dude. Besides, you and I, we, we have some indie games, and you mention them, and I play them, and I do enjoy them. But for 30 minutes before bed.
0: Oh, man. I could not be further <laughs> afield from where you're at, dude. I am like... Like, if I am standing at the North Pole loving the Switch, you are at the South Pole not loving the Switch. We we could not be further apart, dude. The Switch is killer. I have so many games. I'm constantly getting new games. I love so many games on the Switch. I mean, I'm I'm kind of with you in the sense that I don't like the first party Nintendo stuff. That stuff doesn't really do much for me. Okay. I mean, we
1: agree on that. We agree, we agree
0: on, on that. that. Like I'm not, I'm not really down for that. I mean, if there's a brand new Mario, okay, sure. I'll try that. That's, you know, revolutionary or whatever. Zelda is kind of like you got to play it or else you got to turn in your credit card. But like there are other stuff, like I'm just, it, it doesn't do a lot for me. That's fine. And that's fine. And there's, there's a certain contingent of people out there who they live for the first party Nintendo stuff. Cause I often see people in my feed who are like oh, I hate the Switch, there's no games for it. And I'm like, like, like not even joking, like dead serious for a minute here. I think my backlog for the Switch of games that I've bought and I haven't played yet, it's like more than 300 games, dude. Like at Jeez. least more than 300 games. I lost count a while ago. And I, I see the people who say that are the people who live for the first party stuff. They're mad that there's right, not more right, first party right, right. stuff. But if you're ignoring, I mean, for those people to ignore the huge library, that's crazy. And of course it comes down to personal preference. I mean, if you want, you know, better graphics or bigger experiences. I totally get that, man. But like, I feel like the Switch is hitting so hard for me right now. I love the Xbox. It's great. Um, you know, I like the PS5 exclusives. But man, the Switch is like, I spend so much time and I find so many games that just really speak to me on the Switch. I, As somebody who loves indie games, small games, uh, pixel art and stuff like that. I mean, I find so many things that I just, I just really enjoy. And I, I have the one that you can plug in your TV and I play a pretty fair amount on my TV.
1: Let me, let me say this. I think there's two points. One, I think we actually are aligned on a lot of what um, we come across uh, mm-hmm. feeling after E3, which is that, yeah, both of us aren't really excited by that lineup I just went through, right?
0: No, not that lineup, no. No,
1: which is first party or, or yeah, a lot of it, yeah, right? Yeah. And then the stuff that we do get interested in is next episode. You'll hear you're going to bring three Switch games. And I'll <laughs> I'm probably, sure I will. And I'll probably play one of them, you know, and I, I will like it. But again, it's different uh, lifestyles too, right? So you have family and you have limited time, like one and a half minutes every day. Exactly. And I have all the time currently because I'm in between, you know, what I'm going to do next, and um, by myself in a studio apartment. So I want to sit on the couch and have a huge TV experience because no one else has a TV. It's just me, right? And if I can have that experience with headphones or you know, my like shit headphones that I hate and also teeny screen where I can't read the text, it, it's it's an easy answer for me. So sure, for, sure. for me, it's just a different type of, I think, also setup. We've went on too long. Okay. All right. You got anything else on your list? Well, I have the demos that we'll do after whatever you have.
0: All right. I have a couple just quick uh, call outs here. I'll go through them pretty quickly. Um, I mean, since we're on the topic of Nintendo, uh, one thing that I am excited about is Mario versus Rabbids. They just announced a sequel. Oh, to yeah. That, that yeah. was a
1: Ubisoft's uh, performance. Uh, exactly. Yeah. So yeah. it's
0: not exactly a Nintendo, but, you know, it's enough of a Nintendo thing. Uh, I really love the first Mario versus Rabbids. I don't like Rabbids. I think they suck. I think they're <laughs> dumb. They're terrible. But the gameplay was tight on that game. Yeah, it was it really was. fun. The tactics was really good. Very much looking forward to the sequel to that. Uh looking forward to uh speaking of tactics, Metal Slug Tactics is coming out. Yes, yes. Very excited for that. Kind of looks like XCOM but with the Metal Slug characters. The graphics look great, hand drawn animation looks really interesting. Looking forward to that. Uh looking forward to the Evil Dead game. Uh starring Bruce Campbell with some voiceovers. You get some multiplayer running through the woods, hacking deadites. That looks like a really fun time on a weekend. I bet I can get some time in with the wife on that. That'd be fun. Just-
1: just real quick, I, I don't, I'm not excited about it because it looks like Friday the 13th with an Evil Dead skin, and I don't like the style of gameplay that Friday the 13th is. Like, I'm the bad guy, or we're the other people like fighting the bad guy. Like, yeah, that doesn't do anything for me, but I love Evil Dead, so. I love Evil Dead, too, and I'm,
0: I'm not a big fan of Friday the 13th or, you know, any of those, like, um, Dead by Daylight or any of those games, but I, I would give it a shot just for the Evil Dead tie-in stuff. So yeah, maybe, I will too. Maybe, like, yeah. one weekend and I'll be out, but it, it would be a fun weekend uh let's see uh loot river i'm actually very excited about Did you see the trailer for loot river i don't i don't know this one i'll have to type it i don't know it is dark souls plus tetris believe it or not uh you play as a little character who can he's on these like rafts that are floating on a river and you can move the raft whichever way you go and all the rafts are shaped like tetris pieces so like when you dock your raft you have i'm not shitting you at all this is dead
1: serious dude no i'm seeing graphics in your right (laughs) yeah like you do
0: some dark souls combat like and then if it gets too hot, you you take your piece out, and you float down the river a little bit, and then like you get to like a next like docking area, you gotta like figure out how the pieces fit together. It looks crazy. It's kind of hard to describe, but it looks really interesting. I'm definitely up for that. Um, let's see, El Paso Elsewhere was a, a small indie game. It's about I guess like a guy looked a lot like a like a PS1 version of Max Payne. He's in this hotel that has like 800 floors or something, and is trying to go for his girlfriend at the bottom floor he's starting at the top or something like that but just like the 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 bullet time the diving like the bullet ballet stuff happening but in like super low poly design was like pretty interesting mm.
1: uh, we didn't talk about elden ring did you did you bring that oh, up oh we didn't even bring that up holy crap yeah they <laughs> finally actually showed um i don't know if it was gameplay was it um, yeah
0: i mean i think a lot of it was gameplay i i think it was i think i think so uh of course this is the new one from FromSoft, and they're I don't know, quote-unquote, working with George R. R. Martin. I After watching the trailer for Elden Ring, which honestly looked just like more Dark Souls, but that's fine because it's been a while since we've had a new Dark Souls. And to be perfectly frank, I, I haven't been a huge fan of what Frum has done when they're not doing Dark Souls. Um, so I'm looking forward to something like this. It looked basically like an open-world Dark Souls, which is a new spin on things for them. You've got a horse. Looks like there's lots of territory to go around. Uh, but other than that, it looked like they're kind of classic jam, which I guess is fine. I'm looking forward to that, but I have very serious doubts about what George R. R. Martin's going to bring to this. Yeah. I just, I just, I just—they paid him a bunch of money to stick his name in the box. I bet it's not going to be worth a damn, dude. It looks like uh, Dark Souls. So. Yeah, it really does. It really does. Uh, the Wandering Village uh, was on the PC showcase, but I believe it's also coming to console. You are a—it's a town builder. Like you do like a God mode sort of thing where you're building your town, but your town is on the back of a giant monster. So this monster, you see this one? Yeah, Yeah, the monster's wandering around, walking through different biomes, and you're on his back, so you have a very limited space in which to build your town. You can't just expand, 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 because he's only got so much room on his back. So you have to be very judicious about you know, how many how many villages do I have? How much cropland can I have? How much, you know, how much industry can I have? Because we've only got this limited space. And it's also influenced by the land that the monster is walking through. Super interesting concept. I'm really interested in checking this out for sure. Seems really cool. Uh, let's see. What else do we got? Uh, let's see. Da, 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 da. Oh, wait, wait. the last one. Yeah, oh, go ahead. You go ahead. No, you, go ahead. No, you uh, go ahead. you go ahead. You go ahead. The <laughs> last one I think I'll bring up is the sequel Uh, called Far Changing Tides. Did you ever play Far Lone Sails?
1: No, I think you mentioned on the show Ah, I I didn't
0: play it. One of my all-time favorite indies by far. It is like absolutely in my top 10 indies of all time. Love Far Lone Sails. Uh, That was a 2D game about a boy who has like this ship that travels across the land. It's built for two people. And as he is starting his journey, his dad dies. So he has to manage a ship that requires two people all by himself and he's got to make this journey alone uh and he's like inside the ship trying to manage different parts of the ship because he doesn't have anybody to help but he's also got to keep the ship running all sorts of stuff happens it's like this yeah, apocalyptic landscape this oh yeah, incredible yeah. incredible game one of my favorites for sure i'm very pleased to see that there is a sequel it's called far changing tides it looks like similar kind of premise uh this time you're on the ocean and i think there's like a lot of an underwater kind of focus to it I don't care what these guys are doing. I am in day one. They did such a fantastic job with the last game. I'm going to do whatever they're going to give to me. Like, I'm, I'm in. 100%.
1: You're in. Yeah. I'm in. Man, we have given the listeners a lot of games to go check out, if they haven't already seen them.
0: A lot uh, of stuff. A lot of stuff I'm, at E3. I'm,
1: I'm going to give them one more. One and more. And then we're going to, like, uh, do a quick, quick roundup of the demos that we both played, or at least I will, because I played, I think, more than you. I think I uh, covered my demos already. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll say something real quick after this. Moonglow Bay, uh, it's been on my radar for a while. It's basically like a Fisher King game, like an, a fishing like adventure RPG. Like literally thing. fishing,
0: like fish in the water, fishing. Yeah, game. yeah, yeah.
1: And it's like really cool pixel art. Uh, not pixel, like voxel. I guess, Voxels, style. yeah. Yeah. And I just like the, inter- the uh, developers like this. Um, I think it's just a couple. And they just worked on it, and it's, or at least it's a guy and a girl. I don't know if they're hooked up. So don't go, I don't know. Don't ask, don't tell. Uh, don't ask to tell. Anyway, so Moonglow Bay, check it out if you like fishing games. And then, really quickly, to round out this epic show that was, we were doing good on time, then we, now we're a little long. <laughs> X, Xbox demos. I tried Death Trash. We both talked about that. That was great. I tried Sable, which looks amazing, and it's similar to the Death Trash game where, yeah, I want it. Like, I don't want to play it anymore. It's the open-world kind of line-drawing style, Uh, beautiful, beautiful music. It feels like Journey.
0: You're like on a rocket scooter or something? It looks fucking fantastic.
1: Yeah, you can also run and and climb anything like Zelda, by the way. And you have um, stamina, so I don't like that. But you get powers later on, which I won't spoil. So it's powers and the bike, and it's just really relaxing. The visual style is so killer, dude. Yeah. And it, I'm saying the playability, too, though, is like, yeah, yeah. so I was like, yeah, I'm just going to stop this right now. Of course, I want to buy this. So Sable, I like. I played Lake. I told you about that. And I also played Tunic, finally.
0: Oh, the top down, kind of like an homage to Zelda, but you're like a little fox kind of a guy.
1: It's like a Soul, Dark Soulsy kind of thing with Zelda, okay. because it is it is very hard, but then like if you get the right weapons, it becomes easier, which I guess is what Souls is like. I don't really play those games, but um i'm fading by the way hard yeah i we're, used we're the all tail my energy yeah, yeah anyways it's really really fun and it isn't as hard as you think because people keep saying like it's the souls like of zelda or whatever but it's not i think you just have to be smart about your moves you can't just go button mashing but it's so beautiful and so aesthetically pleasing that it was another one where i played a lot of it and was like yeah no i think i would either game pass or buy this uh very very cool like it's so cool and then, last but not least, this isn't part of E3 at all. But I just thought I'd mention it because you know, video games. Uh, I I just needed a palate cleanser from everything. There's so many games I played, so many demos. I wanted to go into one game, you know, and just like be sitting in one old school game. So I'm playing this RPG called Shadows of Adam. And Shadows of a- oh yeah okay this just came out. It's straight up. It what? It just got re-released or
0: something, just like this week.
1: Yeah, 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 on console. So I'm playing on PS5. It's like straight up, um, you know, RPG maker style game. But with their own graphics and with their own, they're doing really cool things with the tile set. But it's like, you know, the most basic ass turn-based RPG. But the the writing's pretty funny. And it's just really straightforward. And I just wanted that right now. So All I right. recommend it. It's actually like really relaxing and good there you shadows go i will of adam shadows of adam
0: just came out re-released
1: um yeah. so i will say please if you
0: are listening to this podcast jump on your xbox if you have one and check out the um summer indie event i mean like literally like we said there's like 40 different demos they're only up for like about a week or so uh you're only going to have a couple days by the time you hear the show so hopefully you've already heard about it but if not go to games home go to the right side of the screen you'll see the icon there check out these demos A lot of really fucking good stuff there. I'm very excited about a lot of these. Yeah, there's a
1: bunch that we haven't even played. Like, literally, there was like 15 more I wanted to try.
0: I'm going to go into more detail about it next show. I didn't have time this week because I've been just so busy, but I will take notes and I will play more demos. So you can expect us to go into a lot of these demos. Unfortunately, by the time we talk about them next week, they'll already be gone. So jump in and play them for yourself, and then maybe we'll compare notes when you uh, listen in to yeah, yeah.
1: episode. Less, yeah, yeah. Last episode, let's just do all the demos. Let's just played, do that. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure.
0: For sure. Okay. Quickly, before we wrap up, um, before the show, I asked our Twitter listeners, what was their game of the show for me three? Just really quickly, I'm going to go through these, and we'll see what people picked as their top uh, top choice. Uh, Trader Joe says he likes Metroid Dread. Uh, Also, I appreciate your, uh, vegan chorizo, sir. That's very good stuff. I like that a lot. So thanks for that. Uh, Badger Commander says Psychonauts 2, possibly Plague Tale Requiem. Thief of Hearts says Metal Slug Tactics. Uh, let's see. Fernando da Costa says it's a toss-up. Shin Megami Tensei 5. Also Mm -hmm. Advanced Wars 1 and 2. Mm -hmm. Uh, let's see. Play Critically says Advanced Wars 1 and 2. Uh, I'm not sure how to pronounce your name. I I apologize. It's Michaela? Mi- I believe it's Michaela. If I pronounce that, that wrong, right. please, please forgive me. I believe it's Michaela D. Uh says Breath of the Wild 2 or Elden Ring. Uh, let's see. TFWD uh, says Mario Plus Rabbids. Richard Lovejoy. Love Richard Lovejoy. Hello, Richard says elden ring or replaced those are good picks
1: replaced
0: gaming in the wild love his podcast great show listen to gaming in the wild he picks far changing tides that's great he also picks metroid 2 and a shout out to zelda trashylvania one of my homeboys says stalker 2 uh break a bone says redfall and i think that's it that is the last of the recommendations and i want to really quickly say thank you to everybody who's retweeted our show last week Every little bit helps. Please help get us the eyeballs. And for those of you who do retweet us, thank you. Thank you so much. So big shout out to uh, developers Alt Shift, who are the makers of Crying Sons. They retweeted the show. Thank you very much. Uh, Mike Burnett, who is making Nadir right now, retweeted the show. Thank you, Mike. Uh, Matt Sainsbury. uh, David Bruno. Adderblack39. And Sentinot Plus. Thank you all very, very much. We really do appreciate it. Uh, you taking the effort to just retweet us every little bit helps for sure. Yeah.
1: Thank you very much. And also I need to uh, remember to send uh, our podcast out more to, to more of the developers we mentioned, because we love them so much and I just need to do that more.
0: We got to do that. We got to do that. All
1: right. Um, I have one more thing. Yes. And now one more thing, one more thing. I beat mass effect three. I've finished legendary edition. Wow. Okay. Well, don't,
0: that's a lot to talk about. Dude. I know. I'm not
1: like about. starting a new podcast right Do now. Do not talk end.
0: about it now because that's another three hours. But
1: though. I just thought I'd mention that to you. And also I have thoughts on Ratchet and Clank because I'm playing that as well. So okay. that's an I'd allude to what we're going to talk about next episode.
0: We we already have like two more episodes full based on yep. what we're oh, about easy. to just talk about easy. right here. So, yeah. Okay. Okay. We got some shows for you. So <laughs> before we get to those shows, I definitely want to thank you for listening to this show thank you so much folks we appreciate your ears and your time and your attention uh as always hit us up with your questions and comments so video games podcast at gmail.com we're on twitter at so video games you can also hit us up individually carlos where are you
1: directing people this week watch that uh pilot baby a lot of things tonight i'm gonna be doing a weekly if not later on maybe daily show uh basically going through my weird abstract take on news stuff And it's on my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash a lot of things.
0: Excellent. Excellent. For me, same as always, Twitter and Instagram. It's my name, B-R-A-D-G-A-L-L-A-W-A-Y, all A's, no O's. And also just a quick shout out. um, You can catch me on the E3 Microsoft presentations. If you go to the ASL feed, uh, I'm doing sign language for people who need that. So if you want to see yours truly in action in my other gig outside of Game Critics, you can see me there. Uh, So look that up if you like. Otherwise, that's going to do it for episode 237. Thank you again so much for joining us here at the Soviet Games Podcast. And we will see you next Friday. But in the meantime, this is
1: Bye from Brad. And this is I'm Going to Bed from Carlos. I mean, I might go to bed early after this podcast. I'm tired.